Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30, hits the Jets, and he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson! Game over! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, Allen. Tripped up! He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall! He's done it again! Brees Lightning! 62 yards for the touchdown! And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams! What a beast! Number 95 for the Jets! Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to answer some of your mailbag questions as we get ready for the Jets and the Chargers coming up on Monday night at MetLife Stadium. And so to answer your questions... Normally, my friend Glenn Naughton from JetNation.com joins me, and he is joining me today. But we have another special guest. He wasn't able to make it with Brian Bassett and Josh Conrad this week on There's Always Next Year. So Travis Milton, world-renowned chef, is here to answer some questions with us as well. Glenn, Travis, thanks so much for coming on, guys. I'm awake and surly. Glenn Travis sounds like the name of a country singer, doesn't it? Yes, that could pass for one. It really does. Well, let's pick some questions out of that. We'll start with our friend Peter J. Dillard. He asks, not having made any trades, if it was up to you, how would you order the wide receiver depth chart? Also, can you list the order of offensive players you would want to see get the ball? Obviously, a toss-up at number one with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall being number one and number two. So let's start with what the Jets' receiver depth chart should be. Garrett Wilson, obviously number one. Then I would say Alan Lazard. So those are your two starting receivers. Now, I know Alan Lazard has been a big disappointment, but he's still the second-best receiver on the roster. Not exactly a high bar at this point. After that, man, I guess you would have to say you would want either Gibson or Brownlee as the third guy, and the other guy would be the fourth guy. 
maybe as your deep threat, you've got Malik Taylor. We saw him get down the field in that closing sequence against the Giants. I don't really know what else you can do. It's really a tough situation. The Jets should have done more at wide receiver in the offseason. And then, of course, Corey Davis went away. So being what they have, I would say that that's how I would order it. And as far as getting the ball, guys you'd want to see get the ball, I guess Brees Hall, number one, Garrett Wilson, number two, Tyler Conklin would be number three after Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Would like to see Jeremy Rucker get the ball more, though, for sure. Glenn, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it really does feel like after after Wilson and Lazard, it, it's kind of a toss-up. And, and as you said, Lazard has been a huge disappointment, but he's probably still the best, the second-best option. What I would like to see, and uh, Travis and I talked this, about this a little bit earlier, was... um. Start throwing the ball to Xavier Gibson. You know, if you've got the one of the more surprising things after the trade deadline to me was the report that the Jets, you know, called the Raiders about Devontae Adams, but had no interest in Hunter Renfro because they wanted a boundary guy. And I'm just thinking to myself, you don't have a slot guy that you use right now, which it makes perfect sense if the plan starting this week is to start incorporating Xavier Gibson. But if you don't trust the guy enough to throw him the football, then why didn't you make a move for Renfro? That's a different conversation. But to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna start involving Gibson, fine, make him third. But I I wrote a piece the other day saying that you know there's a few things the Jets can do to get better, and one of them is double Tyler Conklin's targets. He's only getting three or four looks a game. Um, he's getting separation. He's he, you know we talked in the off season about was this year or you know was his first year with the Jets or his last year with the Vikings, which was the aberration because he did have a fair number of drops and fumbles with the Jets last year, and it made you worry. That hasn't been an issue this year. Ball security's been fine. He's been getting open, catching the football. So I think he should be your three. And then beyond that, yeah, you know, Gibson, Brownlee, Malik Taylor, any particular order, like let's see them actually get some opportunities and see if they can make some plays. Hands down, Randall Cobb, number one. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm leaning into the chaos. Um, no, I, I agree. Uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, number one. Lazard, number two. I think uh, Glenn made some really good points about Conklin. I'm really, really um, – into getting the tight ends more involved, especially with the O-line being so funky. Um, but I really feel like Xavier Gibson is is starting to be set up to to have some breakaways. If you if you noticed in uh the Giants game, um they were they were keying on the end around like the second he's on the field. So, you know, if if you can start playing off some misdirection off of uh the personnel involving him on the field. I think that you're starting to to get cook cook with some gas or or charcoal or or some form of good cooking uh, thing. Well, if anybody knows anything about what you should use to cook, <laughs> it would be you, right, Travis? Yeah, I think that's why I just kind of faded off. I, I just started thinking about different types of wood <laughs> to cook on. You know, I just had a thought bubble over my head. Peter J. Dillard also asked, by the way. Do you think the Jets should have traded a conditional sixth-round pick to the Rams to get Mike LaFleur back? He could call plays to scheme receivers open, while Hackett can then explain the play to Zach Wilson and help elevate his psyche to complete the passes. LaFleur just <laughs> has to promise to never talk to Zach Wilson. <laughs> I love that one. That's, that's good. I like that. That's pretty good. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from P. Cool Wright. He asks, does anybody really fault the Jets for just going into survival mode post-Rogers injury? No trades, limited availability for free agents, yet they're 4-3 after seven games. I mean, I like the Renfro idea, but maybe it's just about survival after all the injuries. I think there's a little bit to that, although the Jets obviously took a home run swing. Brian Costello at the New York Post reporting that the Jets had checked in on Mike Evans and Devontae Adams, although Rick Stroud, the reporter who covers Tampa Bay, said that the Jets hadn't checked in on Mike Evans since August. So it was really Devontae Adams that they took the swing for. And the funny thing is Josina Anderson is saying that the Raiders ghosted teams on trade deadline day so hunter renfro could have been had but i guess on trade deadline day he couldn't have been had and the reason of course is because they were preparing to get rid of josh mcdaniels and dave ziegler the coach and general manager but as far as renfro i still think they should have done it i understand what you're saying about being in survival mode but it sounds like renfro could have been had for next to nothing and i've talked about this They could have gotten him, and if it didn't work out after this year, they could have released him post-June 1st. It would have been a $5 million cap hit that would have been spread over the course of three seasons, so $1.7 million per year over the next three years. I think it's worth the gamble that Renfro would have enough of an impact on the offense this year to be worth that and, say, a late-round pick swap because that would be the downside of it not working out. Because I've talked about this, and Glenn, you sort of hit on this. 
Forget about whatever you think about wide receiver one, two, three, four, whatever. The Jets just need guys that can get open and make plays and move the chains. And Hunter Renfro had 131 first downs in his first 59 games. I'm not really counting this year because clearly Josh McDaniels decided to make him a potted plant. So I still would have done that because Alan Lazard's been very disappointing. And the Jets' only receiver that can consistently get any separation is Garrett Wilson. A little bit from Tyler Conklin, who of course is the tight end, but I still would have made that Renfro deal. But I understand what you're saying as far as going into survival mode. Listen, ultimately, I don't think anybody would have thought the Jets would be 4-3 and three without Aaron Rodgers. So I think that should change the calculation if they were in survival mode to try and get at least somebody that could come in here and help the offense move the chains and hopefully score some points. Glenn, what are your thoughts on the survival mode theory here? I can see where the thought comes from, but I think that I think this team knew exactly how good this defense could be. And with that being the case, I, I don't think I think they knew they could they could win some football games, even though a lot of people doubted them once Aaron Rodgers went out. You know, of course, they wouldn't be the same team with, you know, with Wilson that they would with Aaron Rodgers. But even if they were, even if you want to say, well, they, you know, they were in survival mode. Once you once you play the way you did against the Chiefs and the Eagles, you've proven in a very short uh, you know, span of time that you can play with and beat the elites in the NFL. And that should be enough to say, you know what, this is about more than survival mode without a second decent receiver. And with a, with a shaky O line, we're competing with and beating the top teams in the NFL. Literally the two teams that just participated in the Super Bowl, we damn near swept them in a span of a couple of weeks. We need to go out and be aggressive and, and, you know, smooth over some of these rough edges we have on the roster and I still, you know, some of the deals that that were made on on deadline day, the fact that the Jets weren't in on them was pretty disappointing because survival mode early, perhaps. But once you beat the the Eagles and, and give the Chiefs all they can handle, it's got to be about acquiring players to win. I think it's uh, it's a combination. Uh, I don't think it's survival mode. I think it's a combination of that feeling when you have a existential crisis on a Saturday night um and uh you're just trying to act like everything is okay um kind of like that dog in the meme when the the, with the fire and he's just drinking the (laughs) coffee everything's fine um i think it's a combo of that and i think it goes back to a lack of confidence in zach wilson um you know i i think that well a lack of confidence in zach wilson and a uh probably an overzealous confidence in Aaron Rodgers. I think that that everyone on that team from from Joe Douglas down thinks that the second Aaron Rodgers is back in that that building uh, and throwing, he's going to elevate all of those wide receivers. And Zach Wilson does not have that capability. And and we all well, I think we all see that in in Zach that he obviously doesn't have that that ability that Rodgers has in that area, but. Um, I, I really think that's what it is. Like all the eggs are in the basket of of him, but that just still doesn't explain to me why they didn't go get an offensive lineman. Travis, along those lines, Michael Christopher asks, why does it seem like the Jets' offensive coordinators are constantly behind the league in being creative and throwing downfield? When is the last time the Jets threw a ball more than 40 yards downfield? Why isn't it in the game plan once or twice a game? How many times do we have to witness a tight end out one yard? <laughs> That's a good question. 
I would say it's been a while <laughs> yeah. since they've really thrown the ball downfield like that. Really, Zach Wilson's rookie year. Everybody remembers that famous go long play when he pointed to Corey Davis downfield and then threw that bullet in the Tennessee game. I think it goes back to what Travis just alluded to. They don't trust Zach Wilson, and so they're afraid to take any chances. We did see that deep downfield pass in the overtime that ended up getting called a penalty and moved the Jets into field goal range where Zach Wilson threw downfield to Malik Taylor. But for the most part, the Jets' game plan doesn't really involve that. And I think they've got to change that because, Glenn, we all watched the broadcast when the Jets played the Giants, and Matt Ryan said it more than once, and he was correct. The Giants figured out what the Jets were doing. It wasn't working, and they had to start throwing outside the numbers, taking some downfield shots. I'm not saying you have to throw the ball downfield a million times, but at least do it once or twice to keep the defense honest. I know that it opens up some risk with Zach Wilson, but you've got to do that. You've got to go downfield. You've got to throw outside the numbers. You've got to do it at least a little bit because otherwise teams figure out what you're doing and we see the result. It's very difficult to move the ball and it's certainly very difficult to score. Yeah, look, that's where I get some deja vu with with having Hackett as the offensive coordinator. Um, can't remember if I told you this story. I'll make a long story short. I I, I quote it, sort of uh, got myself onto a list on an event years ago that uh, where Joe Namath was going to be the, the guest speaker. And um, I got to go to this event, and they had a Q&A at the end. And I, I stood up, and I, I said, Joe, um, and, and Joe was very clearly, that was you know the only time I met him in person. He was still very much into the team and, and in tune with what was going on. And I, my question was, you know, do you think we need to see Hackett have, have the Jets throw the ball deep down the field from time to time if for nothing else to, to open things up? Because right now the defense only has to defend 20 yards and in. And uh, and now here we are some 20 years later, and I'm asking myself, is Hackett going to start throwing the ball down the field so defenses don't just have to defend 20 yards and in? It's uh, it's like we hopped in the DeLorean, and it's it's more of the same. I mean, uh, Glenn's got a good point. I mean, I think we all all had some deja vu when Hackett came on board. Um, and uh, I think it goes back to the fact that, in, in my opinion slash estimation, I mean, Hackett is – Hackett's not the greatest offensive coordinator in the world when he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is pretty much the coordinator. You know, he's he's giving Aaron Rodgers these plays. So with with a quarterback that that doesn't have that capability, Hackett's not necessarily the guy that you need in that that uh, situation. Um, I think that that things would be different. Obviously, we've seen it in the past when when he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers that these downfield shots are being taken. I think part of that is uh, their confidence in Zach Wilson, but also Zach Wilson's confidence in himself. Um, I think that he is gun shy of of throwing down the field. I think that they are giving him some of these, uh, you know. Uh, options within within the play call and I, I think that he's not taking them he was even uh he even said uh in a, a press interview the other day that uh it's not a, it's not a zach wilson said this it's not that those aren't being called it's that he's taking what he feels the defense is giving him and i think that he's just you know he's just still not at that point where he can read a play that that has to take time to develop um he's gun shy uh, and and he's just he's just not reading the defense that well. So I think these things are being played, and I think these things are within the offense. Uh, I just don't think that anyone feels 
any kind of confidence to do it, which I think is, is, is crazy. Worth noting when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett, when he was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't the one calling the plays. That was Matt LaFleur. So we know what Nathaniel Hackett's strengths are, but his weaknesses are along the lines of what you said. He's not the best offensive coordinator when he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, Travis, and we're seeing that now. But he is certainly doing a lot for Zach Wilson's confidence. We see that over and over again. It's the play calling, and maybe at some point the Jets should consider having somebody else call those plays. Next question comes in from Slitz. He asks, how did the Jets get themselves into a situation where they have to rely on two to three undrafted free agents at wide receiver in a, quote, all-in year? Well, that's a heck of a question, isn't it? I think a series of events happened. Some of it is the Jets' fault. Some of it isn't. And now this is where they are. So we'll start with the fact that Corey Davis retired somewhat unexpectedly, although with his constant absences from camp, the Jets probably should have expected that something would happen. I would assume that he was probably keeping them in the loop the whole time about him taking time to consider whether he wanted to play this year. Even with Corey Davis, they needed another weapon. Without him, though, it became clear quickly that the Jets just don't have enough on offense. Tyler Conklin has played better this year than last year. That's been nice. And Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson. But Alan Lazard, who everybody crowned as a good number two receiver, I'm not sure why he's never had more than 788 yards, and that was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. He has been a huge disappointment. And then beyond that, what did they have? Mecole Hartman, who they decided not to use, even though they told us all they were going to expand his route tree and use him and all that stuff. And Xavier Gibson, who supposedly stole Hartman's role that didn't exist, has barely touched the ball. So the Jets should have gone out and gotten somebody else at wide receiver. Now, the obvious answer here is DeAndre Hopkins. There was never any talk of the Jets going after him. So I have to wonder if... There's something there between DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Rodgers. Because remember, Hopkins said that he wanted to play with a really good quarterback and went on to name a bunch of QBs he'd like to play with. Never even came close to mentioning Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers never said anything about DeAndre Hopkins. And to the best of my knowledge, there was never any push from Rodgers to go get Hopkins. There was a push by Rodgers to get Dalvin Cook. So I wonder if that played into it. But they needed to do something to get another weapon into this passing game. It didn't happen. I assume they probably figured Rodgers was good enough that he could get by with what they had. Zach Wilson, while I believe he's improved, and we've talked about that before, I don't think he's improved enough where this is a good enough supporting cast for him. They're 4-3 right now, which is great, but they really could have used another weapon, which is why I wish they'd have done something around the trade deadline. Glenn, what do you think here? Yeah, I think that um, you know, we we talked a few times. I mentioned this on our show recently that I I really feel like they had a, an opportunity to build a phenomenal receiving group had they gone after DeAndre Hopkins and drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then you have Garrett Wilson. I just I don't get how they relied so heavily, and it, it's the same with the tackle situation, right? That we've talked about. They, they relied on two tackles, both of whom you know spent one missed the entire year last year. The other year, the other started and finished the year on IR, and they did very little there. And then you've got Corey Davis, who I like a lot. We, Scott, you and I were two of the only people that I was aware of who were saying, don't count on this guy getting cut. He might be back next year. Um, he was until he stepped away. But they relied on a guy who's missed six, seven games each of the last couple of years, and they didn't go out and say, you know, let, let's get a vet like Hopkins. Let's get a promising young rookie. 
you know, even if it wasn't JSN, there was Jordan Addison, there was Josh Downs, like there were some good guys out there to be had. And they just, I think they relied too heavily on guys that they shouldn't have. And now you've got Gibson who does some nice things. But, you know, we've had this conversation a few times for all the people that keep saying he took Hardman's role. He's got one catch through seven games for four yards. Like, if you think that was me, Cole Hardman's role, and, you know, even the snaps on offense for everybody saying, oh, he's getting so many snaps now. He's not, his his season high is 20, you know, and that was that was against Denver. Other than that, he's not had 20 snaps and he's had he's had fewer than 10 snaps. What, five, six, four or five times. So he's not seeing the field when he does see the field. He's not seeing targets. And it's it's perplexing that they they relied so heavily on on receivers with injury history. And again, Lazard, Aaron Rodgers makes Lazard. That's all there is to it. He just Aaron Rodgers can put the ball in a spot where the receiver can catch it without having to get any separation. And that's exactly what we see with Lazard. Um, you know, the, the Corey Davis thing, uh, I'm going to tinfoil hat it for a minute because it's been all over Twitter recently. Um, the whole thing about him possibly coming back in November, which I, I think is ludicrous, but you know, uh, the, the, can anyone in the, on this, on this podcast, raise their hand and say that they thought that Corey Davis retiring would affect the team this much. Um, because I think that that was the big domino that fell. I, I didn't think that it was going to be a huge issue, uh, especially, you know, with, with like you guys were talking about them talking about how Nicole Hardman was going to have this, this huge role way bigger than they had, uh, than he had with the chiefs. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a series of unfortunate events. You know, uh, I think that the getting rid of Elijah Moore, like I'm still, still all about that that move um but yeah it's unexpectedly I, I didn't expect it to be this thin and and i i really hope that they can get xavier gibson more into that and you know i i think we also you know the the amount of hype that was around like brownlee and gibson in the preseason with hard knocks and with one jets drive i think that everyone got really really excited about these undrafted free agents and maybe had loftier expect expectations than we probably should and then that just kind of expounded once uh, the Bills game happened and uh, Gibson, you know, won the game for us. Um, you know, I, I I think it's just a, a, a big old shit fest combo right there with with the wide receiver. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's co- lack of confidence in the quarterback, um, some inexperience and then uh, big drops. I mean, Lazard. I think he's got a 20% drop rate. Like it's, it's insane. Like I, I, I see him getting open uh, more than, more than he probably uh, more, more often than, than most people probably think. But you know, it, when, when he does get the ball thrown to him, like he's, he's dropping it a whole lot. Uzama, same thing, dropping the ball like constantly. Um, I, I don't understand outside of, you know, maybe the, the, the monetary investment in some of these players, why we're, we're still pushing uh, the ball towards them. When we, you've got Ruckert who uh, I, I, I realize he's young, he's still somewhat green, but he has been one of the most consistent blockers on the team. And also like he uh, he's come up pretty clutch. Um, uh, Michael Carter, like his drop rates pretty high too. Like it's, it, it's crazy how many drops these receivers have and, you know, Corey Davis was, you know, he he had the same kind of issues, if we all recall, a lot of drops. Um, 
you know, I, I, I miss, it makes me miss Jamison Crowder. That's how weird this whole thing is. Um, he was, he was an amazing, consistent, uh, player. The only consistent player we've had on offense for many years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of a shit show over there. Like Garrett Wilson's great, but we all know what's going to happen. And I think it does go back to the fact that we've got a really, really good defense. We've got a really good running back. Um, let's just roll with that. And next year, Randall Cobb won't be on the team. Probably who knows? Um, you can kind of reset with, with some availability, maybe go after Hunter Renfro again. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of an unfortunate situation in my opinion. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll be back with part two tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure to check out everything Glenn's doing over at jetnation.com and follow Travis on Twitter at dash 37 board 27. Check out everything we've got going on at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet YouTube channel. Some awesome all 22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch those videos and subscribe. If you haven't already youtube.com slash play like a jet, visit our store tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Frank Lemire's Quinn Williams. Bless you. Thank you shirt the play like jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's teepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.